into the contest. It's Thursday the 9th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Beautiful spring weather. Shane Lee, how are you? And, and with the spring comes the whole uh, idea that everyone's going to open up and play sport again. And X-Blades, that's where you got to go to get your equipment, don't you? You do, mate. X-Blades, they've, um, they're building a fantastic business down there in Manly. They, um, they've uh, not only included... Uh, Football boots and, and netball shoes to their um, to their range, but they're putting a whole sporting equipment in there as well. So there'll be cricket gear, there'll be footballs, soccer balls, netballs, etc. And they do apparel as well. So yeah, go to xblades.com.au and um, may you be able to get any bit of sporting equipment you need. Fantastic. So they, they do they do joggers for overage sort of overweighted guys that need to walk. We're working on that range, Tim. But uh, we'll get back we'll, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Okay, you got my number. All right, we've got a fair bit on today. The grand final, it's going to be in Brisbane. Will Billy Slater coach Queensland? Luke Parker signs a lifetime deal. And what about the cricket? Joe Root, he wants more info about the Ashes. final in Brisbane. Who would have ever, ever thought? Personally, apart from uh, the fact that it's not in Sydney, I'm very, very happy for the people of Brisbane slash Queensland to have the opportunity to go for a grand final because they've been lurching for it for a long time. 114 years, Tim, the tradition um, broken this year. But look, I agree. Um, the Queensland people, and I have to say the Queensland government, have done a fantastic job um, hosting uh, the NRL for the past two seasons, really. Um, so they just definitely deserve a grand final, and it'll be going to Suncorp Stadium, Tim. Does it change your tradition on grand final day any at all, or you, you stick to the same principles? It's Is it seafood or meat for the rugby league? What do you do again? It's it's meat for rugby league, mate, and um, no, I'll be sticking to the same principles, mate. Cold beer and, and plenty of meat on the barbecue. Yeah, look, it, uh, it promises to be a cracking match. We think... Uh, you know, looking at the crystal ball, that it probably will be a Melbourne Penrith grand final. But either way, mm. you know, Manly might pop up, uh, Parramatta in some extraordinary form. So uh, we'll have to just wait and see if one of these other teams, South Sydney, could possibly um, give it a bit of a tilt. Now, Billy Slater, this would be really interesting if they gave him the state of origin job. Uh, look, it's happened before. Paul Fatty Vorton didn't have any coaching experience, really, and then mm. uh, did all those wonderful things in the mid-90s. Yep. Um, well, as we know, Paul Green being replaced uh, as a Queensland coach. Look, one thing is, and, and Dan Gagai is the one who's um, sort of backing Billy Slater in here, but often great players don't always make great coaches, mate. And Billy Slater was a great footballer. There's no doubt about that. A great state of origin player, a great player for the Kangaroos as well, um, and a great club footballer, um, but very limited experience in coaching. So it be interesting to see. They're offering him a three-year deal potentially. Um but yeah, the, the hands will be in someone who has never really done coaching before. One of the things about that, as you know with the Australian team, they get a lot of experienced hands around them. It's it's a reasonable commitment, though. I'm still thinking that Wayne Bennett might be involved. Maybe a Slater-Bennett ticket. That'd be very interesting, wouldn't it? That would be, that'd be fascinating. Well, as, as a potential um, guy who's starting his career, to have someone like Wayne Bennett oversee it, that would be fantastic. And you could sort of learn really, really quickly on the job doing that, that's for sure. All right, a couple of huge games in the AFL. Obviously, the winners here go straight through to play for the flag at Optus Stadium in Perth. Melbourne, Geelong tomorrow night. Can I get the Shane Lee preview? Can you put your, your tight shorts on and your singlet and give us your, your view of this one? <laughs> I don't know if I'll get the tight shorts on, but I'll give you my prediction. I think it will be a close game. I think um, 
Uh, I think Melbourne will win by two goals. Um, it's going to be a real, real close one. I think Geelong will fight hard, but I just think Melbourne have the momentum um, and have the team to, to go all the way this year. They've got an energy, haven't they? They've got yeah, just they got that little bit of energy. I'd be surprised if mm. Geelong has the you know has what it takes to stop them. I know they've got so many stars, but Melbourne just look like they got it right across the footy field. Now Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs, that game will be played on Saturday night. Yep, I think Port Adelaide will get home there as well. I think I think the Bulldogs are, are a very, very good team, but just with a couple of injury clouds hanging over, particularly over Bontempelli, I think um, Port Adelaide will be into their into the grand final. And uh, Luke Parker, a lifetime deal with the Swans. Yeah, look, he has been an outstanding footballer. He's um, once again won won the Bob Skilton medal. Um, he's won it three times. He's, he's been the top three players the last five years for the Swans. Um, he's the heart and soul of our midfield there. And uh, he signs a four-year contract, which will take him to the age of 33. Um, a very, very good signing by the City Swans. Luke Parker is a superstar. Now, just having a quick look at the tennis, there's been some remarkable results, haven't there? Young players coming through. Emma Raducanu, um, she's ranked 150th in the world. She's going to do something that no one's ever done. She's 18 years old. Um, she's won the first three qualifiers to get into the US Open, and now she's won the first four rounds. She's into a semi-final. She'll play Pliskova or um, or Sakari um, in the semi-final. She's 18 years old, and finally the UK has a has a really really good tennis player. Um, this young Emma, she's going to be an outstanding um, player for a long time to come, I think. Yeah, absolutely. At that age, that is extraordinary, isn't it? Now, um, what about this story? We both read this story. Uh, in the NBA, Paul Pierce sacked for the stripper gate. Let's call it stripper gate. You, t- you tell me the details. Let's unstitch this story, quite literally. Well, well, Paul Pierce is a 10-time um, NBA All-Star. He won, he won the championship 2008 uh, with the Boston Celtics. Um, but he's posted... Uh, on his Instagram and all his socials, um, him with a hip of strippers having having a good old-fashioned time. He's then been sacked by ESPN. Now, they said if someone else filmed it, he may not have got sacked, but the, the fact that he put it up himself um, was the reason he's lost his job. He's then doubled down and come back and said um, all these mother effers in the Hall of Fame are all doing the same thing, but they're also doing cocaine and, uh, and battery I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything illegal. Um, I'm divorced. They're all married. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> I think you. I think you. Look, to be honest, and you and I are both reasonable humans. I think he mounts a reasonable argument there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's in a he's in a situation. It's all legal. They're all doing their their yeah. job. He's obviously paying. Uh, crisp American notes for us. So why should he be punted? I agree, mate. Maybe he should have been an 11-time All-Star, I reckon. <laughs> I rate him. Oh, looking at some of the stories of NBA players uh, and what they've been up to, you'd almost think that you'd get a, uh, you know, you'd get a raise or you'd get a promotion for doing that kind of thing. Yeah, look, um, yeah, it's funny, but uh, unfortunately when um, you're part of a big organisation or a media conglomerate like ESPN, um, they doesn't, that doesn't sit really well with their sponsors. So that's probably the reason he's been. But look, he's, he's, he's earned hundreds of millions of dollars and uh, so I think he'll be fine unless he doesn't see too many strippers every week. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> now, Dad, did you ever accidentally find yourself in one of those establishments at all, ever accidentally? Um... So you're cutting out, Tim? <laughs> check one two check 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 one two um now moving along uh let's get to the sport of king's horse racing because we're we're in the spring and we're going to see the everest and and uh the golden eagle in sydney and of course the the huge 
um, carnival in Melbourne, including the Melbourne Cup and Derby Day and everything else that goes with it. Hopefully by the back end of it, towards in October, we'll start seeing crowds come back to it as well. But uh, there's been a great innovation in New South Wales from Racing New South Wales in and around the Kosciuszko, which gives uh, racing fans an opportunity to go into a, this big sweepstakes where they can get a slot. And uh, it also involves uh, regional uh, and provincial trainers and horses to get an opportunity on the big stage. Well, they've broadened that a bit. They have, mate. Um, Racing New South Wales have announced the Four Pillars, um, which is part of Golden Eagle Day. It's a $700,000 race. Um, I'm assuming mm. it's, it's the Four Pillars gin. Um, Stu Gregor, who um, is a fantastic – he's a mate of mine, and he's a, he's a uh, fantastic gin maker. Um, so they've named the day after that business. Um, but as you said, mate, it's a great initiative, and New South Wales is really, really pushing back against the Victorians, mate. It's good to see but uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure they've named it after the business. Is but it? if they haven't, oh, if they haven't, I mean, he'd be the perfect sponsor. And uh, I do like, uh, I do like his gin, Stuart Gregor, and he's a very funny, funny man. He is one of the. I've seen him do auctions. He he, he is funny. Uh, did you ever go to a strip joint chain? Or, um... <laughs> yeah, there's one called the Four Pillars, actually, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the four poles. Okay, cricket. Joe Root, um, he reckons there's not enough info regarding the Ashes Tour. Um, Look, it's going to happen, but um, look, cricketers these days, I don't want to be – they're mostly wonderful, but there there is a sense of – you know, unless they're sort of hand delivered stuff. Mm. Look, I look, I agree. Joe Root's got a bigger issue on his on his plate, mate. He's going to be the first English captain ever to lose a series against in- India in England. Um, so he needs to concentrate in the last Test match, I think, first before he starts looking forward to um, the Ashes series, where he's going to get flogged out here as well. But um, look, I just think uh, it, it's very, very, very would be very, very tough for um, Cricket Australia to give any information at the moment because all the states are withholding a lot of information themselves. So. It will go ahead. Um, it's not going to be ideal. It won't be great planning for the for the palms, but um, it's got to go ahead. The Ashes. It's very very important for cricket and um, and and for the game of Test cricket itself. Yeah, well, it, it is going to go ahead. Yeah. I just don't know whether you know you need to know absolutely everything now. We're still a few months away. The first Test match is until December. You would think that you know you give a different answer to that, particularly when you copped it from India. Do you reckon there are a chance at Old Trafford in this in this final Test, the English? I just think all momentum is heading towards India. I think Kohli is a super leader. I just think he wants this more than anything else. Um, they're going to be on the back foot. And if Joe Root doesn't score runs, um, not saying he won't because he's a fantastic batsman, but uh, they're, they're under the pump, England. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. But uh, we'll be watching that with interest over the weekend. It's going to be an intriguing test match. Can Bumra do what he did in the last test match? All right, uh, now let's have a look at a really nice story. Aaron Finch become a dad. He did. Fantastic news. Um, a dad for the first time and um, welcome a beautiful little baby girl. I think it's Esther into the world. And uh, so congratulations um, to Aaron and his wife. Um, it's a fantastic moment. So... I'm sure he's going to uh, enjoy and savour these times when, when the baby's young. He'll also save the times when he's batting again too because uh, he want to get some sleep in now because it's not easy with a newborn. What did Brendan Julian say? Brendan Julian was one of the first guys I ever um, sort of knew um, that had a child and I asked him what it was like and he said, fuck it, man, it's overrated. It's gross. <laughs> so what is <laughs> It's what he said. Anyway, yeah, overrated. Apparently, according to Brendan, but I know he loves his kid now. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure he does. His whole family. It's um, it was someone said that it's the hardest job you want to do. It is, it is quite. It, it takes your life to a whole new level. They say you you see world in black and white before you have kids. You see it in color yep. after you have children, and and that is technicolor in every single form. They keep you on your toes every minute of the day. Mm. Now, um, as we wind the clock back today, we we're trying to do this uh, every day and and look at some old war stories. What, what you've you've got a memory of. Of Glenn McGrath's wedding, yeah, Glenn McGrath's first wedding um, to the beautiful Jane. Um, it was held at the Star Sydney Casino um, in Sydney. Um, his brother—he's got about five brothers, Glenn. You know, Dale, Kale, Whale, and has he? Oh, yeah, all really country boys from Narromine. And they'd never ever stayed in the hotel prior to the wedding. So Glenn put them up at Star City. He bought them all suits. They'd never had a suit before, being country farmers. And his brother Dale ordered a club sandwich for the first time. And as, as he bit into the club sandwich, the toothpick went through his top lip. And he said, why are they putting these bloody sandwiches down here? So, uh, yes, the, <laughs> the country boys had, had embarked on the city and uh, it was a fantastic wedding. Oh, my goodness gracious. The toothpick yep. through the lip. I have woken up a couple of mornings after a couple of big nights laying on a room service. Club sandwich. Club sandwich. <laughs> oh, that is gold. Ooh, ah, Glenn McGrath, beautiful. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. www.xblades.com.au And our great producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.